So let's return to the big story, of course, coming out of the Middle East, where the international community is calling for humanitarian aid and the protection of Israeli and Palestinian civilians that are fleeing from the war. And we know that conditions in Gaza continue to deteriorate. And is there anything really that Canada can do at this point to help? We know the United States has been very actively involved in this. U.S. President Joe Biden is planning a trip to that area. Now, we have Jeff Semple, the senior correspondent for Global News National, who is in the area, has been on the ground, and we've reached him by phone this morning, and I know things are tense there. Jeff, thanks so much for this. Hey, Sammy, great to be with you. What What's happening where you are right now, and where are you? Well, we're in, uh, in Jerusalem, uh, and there's just been a bit of confusion and um, a little bit of tension here in the last uh, several minutes. There was some, uh, we heard some explosions coming uh, from the direction um, of uh, the old city in, in Jerusalem, possibly the West Bank. We're just trying to figure out uh, exactly what's going on there right now. But from the very preliminary reports we've seen, I think it was just some rocket fire coming from Gaza that was intercepted uh, by Israel's Iron Dome. Of course, it's uh, impressive air defense system. So it looks like none of the rockets made it through, but it was enough. They were fired, according to these reports, um, at both Jerusalem and uh, Tel Aviv. And uh, it was enough that they had to, they interrupted the Knesset. Of course, the Israeli parliament was sitting. I believe uh, the Israeli prime minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, was, was speaking. Uh, and then the sirens went and um, they, uh, they had to evacuate uh, during that session. So rocket fire, uh, you know, not unusual in Israel, but uh, slightly more unusual to see it um, in Jerusalem, particularly around the old city. Right. And I know in the last few days, you've actually been kind of right on the ground in some of the areas. And, and you were, I saw on social media, you were at the home or the former home of Canadian peace activist Vivian Silver. What did you find? Yeah, that was heart-wrenching. Yeah, activist um, Vivian Silver, she's 74 years old, really dedicated the entirety of her adult life uh, to fighting for peace in the Middle East, and particularly advocating for human rights for Palestinians and those living in Gaza. She was born and raised in Winnipeg, but moved to um, moved here to Israel um, after university. And she's launched a number of different aid groups and organizations. She really is just a champion for Palestinian human rights. So it's this horrible, ironic twist that she, uh, from what we've heard, has become uh, has been taken hostage, we believe, by Hamas. She was one of those, uh, we think, who were captured in the early hours of the attack on Saturday morning. She lived very close to the Gaza border, in part because she was that dedicated to helping the people of Gaza. She would, uh, you know, often pick up people in Gaza who were sick at the border and then drive them to hospitals in Israel. Uh, it seems that Hamas, Hamas has taken her captive, um, but her her son lives in Tel Aviv, uh, and he, he 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 didn't know much information about what might have happened in her community. But the last he had heard from her was a text message where she said, "They're in the house." Since then, she hasn't been answering her phone. He hadn't been able to access her house himself. But we had the opportunity to go to her community, her kibbutz called Beri, right on the Gaza border. Uh, and we were able to track down her house. And it was a sad scene. It has been burned to a crisp. I mean, the structure is still standing, but everything inside was burned. Uh, you can make out a couple of you know old appliances, maybe a television, uh, an electrical cord, but that was about it. 
Um, so it's awful mm. to think that, uh, you know, the last text message she sent was that, she, you know, they're in the house and there's nothing left of her house. Uh, but so far as we know now, all these days later, they still haven't identified her among any of the remains. So her son is hoping she's still alive, even though that in and of itself is a grim prospect. Right. And what do we know? Speaking of that, what do we know at this point of the of the likelihood of a ground invasion? Yeah, I mean, that's that's been the question for a few days now. It was, a, you know, a lot of anticipation heading up to midnight on Friday. That was the deadline that the U.N. said Israel had set, basically saying, you know, get the civilians out of North Gaza, push them to send them to the south before midnight Friday. But of course, now here we are on Monday. Still no Israeli ground assault on Gaza. Uh, and when that will happen is really anyone's guess. You know, I've asked the Israeli military about that. They say they're set and ready to go and just waiting for the order from the government. Uh, there's speculation that perhaps, you know, Israel is, is concerned about the, you know, the welfare of the citizens in Gaza or at least the optics of that and that they are trying to sort of deal with that situation before they move in, perhaps some kind of humanitarian corridor for people who are in southern Gaza, because at this night, this point, they are trapped. The only viable route out of there uh, is Egypt, and Egypt has shut that door and not allowing any of them to come through. And there's also, speaking of the hostages, speculation that perhaps Israel is still working to rescue around um, 200 hostages. Uh, they actually said this morning the number, I believe, is 199 Israelis who are who were taken hostage uh, by Hamas and, um, you know, many of whom are still believed to be alive and being held there. So it's possible Israel is trying to come to some resolution there before launching the ground invasion as well. But at this point, we really don't know and can only speculate. But it does sound inevitable and imminent, given the language we've heard from Israeli officials at late, that it's not a matter of if but when ground forces will move into Gaza. Right. And I understand that U.S. President Joe Biden might be coming to Israel. Yeah, so I think there's uh, there's ex- uh, speculation that um, that perhaps uh, that might happen on Wednesday. Um, but yeah, that's uh, we know a- Anthony Blinken, the U.S. Secretary of State, is actually in here in Israel today. He's um, he's been doing a tour of the region. A right. uh, big part of his visit is to try and not only shore up support, but send a signal to other countries, other groups in this region, namely Iran and Hezbollah, to try and deter them from becoming involved. Uh, we've heard threatening language from Iran and Hezbollah that if there were to be a ground assault, that they might get involved. And of course, that would turn this conflict around Gaza into a regional war. And so that's why the U.S. is here. And presumably that's also why the U.S. president would be coming later this week. Well, Jeff, thank you for the update. Stay safe. Thanks, Jimmy.